I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. You'll hear this in many areas of financial technology. Increasingly, the key to success is data quality. If your data is not in shape, your business will not be in shape. In this instance, data quality is the foundation to success in managing your AML requirements and maintaining compliance in a changing and increasingly complex regulatory environment, helping you to avoid the financial and reputational damage of falling foul of your regulators. We hear from Stephen Marshall, Director of Advisory Services at FinScan. But first, do you want to access the multi-billion dollar fintech opportunity in the Middle East or India? If the answer is yes, then join the CEDAR IBSI FinTech Lab and fast-track your journey of market expansion with us. As a FinTech Lab member, you'll have access to skilled mentors and have the opportunity to learn, network, and collaborate with like-minded individuals, building your knowledge base, skills, and connections. Visit www.cedaribsifintechlab.com. And now back to Stephen Marshall, FinScan's Director of Advisory Services, and whether and how technology can help you keep up with the changing AML regulatory landscape. The requirements are ever-changing, and from a technology standpoint, one of the things that's changing is that the regulator's expectations are that technology will be part of the AML compliance effort. Now, there's a two-edged sword to that because you need to make sure that the technology that's brought in is not adding more risk, that it's actually serving as a risk mitigant. And I think there's a danger in thinking that just bringing technology in for the sake of technology is all of a sudden going to fix the problem. I think that's probably not the case and that not if not done correctly, the technology can add more risk. Uh, so I think that's one of the things that needs to be considered when you're thinking about any technology, be it new technology or tried and true technology. Well, the bottom line is that if you bring in something new and wonderful, you might think, hey, that's great. That solves my problems. But you've also created new attack vectors for bad actors. You also created potential holes where there were none before in mm -hmm. your systems. And that's absolutely right. And if you design your technology in a way, and, and you leave that fixed. So you're, you're not advancing your technology as your risks are changing, as your bad actors are changing their behavior. If you're not advancing your technology, at least commensurate with that, if not ahead of that, then you're just creating a, a deeper and deeper set of holes for the bad actors or, or others to, to step into or to come through. So as a financial institution, I need somebody to hold my hand and take me through this and help me keep my systems evergreen and ever compliant. That's right. And so as you add technology in, who are the experts in that technology? And I mean, not just the technical experts, the programming experts, but who are the data scientists? Who are the subject matter experts that are helping you to evaluate the inputs and the outputs? From that technology. The team that you have to bring together as these new technologies are coming in has to cover a multitude of disciplines, not simply just a programming discipline, but also a data discipline and a, and a subject matter discipline, a compliance subject matter discipline. Now, you've mentioned that D word, the D word being data. Specific example, security screening of publicly traded companies. There are particular data quality challenges here. Yes. And when you think about screening those securities, 
what are the data elements that you're going to use to identify that you've got the right security? So clearly, if you're just using name, you can have differences between a parent company and a subsidiary company that may not be an entirely wholly owned subsidiary. So you may have some publicly traded securities, but how are you going to make sure you've got the right entity? So making sure that you have the right data points in terms of your your QCIP numbers or your IBIN numbers, what have you, is particularly important when you're thinking about screening securities. All right, let's move on from securities to people. And there's another minefield that we step into straight away here about privacy bumping up against regulatory requirements. You have to identify individuals who may not be the individual on a watch list, but maybe a relative of an individual on a watch list. I'm specifically talking about AML issues, obviously. So how do regulated companies overcome the challenges of identifying individuals such as relatives and close associates of those on watch lists? Because there are privacy concerns as well as compliance concerns. How do you balance this? Well, this comes down to a, a real question. When you're thinking about watch list screening, and you need to identify the name of the actual individual who is sanctioned, who's on the watch list, versus relatives and close associates that may have an impact on the behavior of an individual from a bribery or corruption standpoint or those sorts of things. So when when thinking about the data that you have on your customer, how specific is that data? How can you really dive down into that and truly know who that customer is so that when you make the comparison to the watch list, you've got the relevant data points to make that determination. So you're not dealing with a junior and a senior in terms of a you know father and son relationship, that you've got the right person. So you've got to make sure that your data that identifies who your customer is gives you sufficient information to weed out uh, in, that, in that comparison to that watch list. What you're basically telling me is it's down to the quality of the data. Mm -hmm. Data quality is the foundation of success in AML and in being compliant. That's absolutely correct, because you're making a determination in in any activity within AML. You're making a determination based upon a set of data points. Sometimes it's a broad set of data points, like in Know Your Customer. Sometimes it's a relatively narrow set of data points, such as watch list screening. But the data that you have is integrally important to making the determination. So the better the quality of the data, the better the likelihood is you're going to be making the right determination. So how do I make sure my data is in shape? Well, that's the (laughs) $64,000 question. Because most of the time, uh, when people think about a data quality project, cleaning up their data in their in their financial institution. There's a lot of you know bright eyes going in, but that <laughs> goes away pretty quickly when you see the size of the problem. So, what you really need to think about is: Can I chunk off pieces that I can deal with? So, what are the key data elements that I need for my AML process, broadly defined? And can I take the data that comes in and Go through a data quality process to cleanse that data. And I'll use the word cleanse in a broad sense. So, you know, making sure that it's the right, that you have it, it's the right format, that it's the, you know, the right fields, all of those sorts of things. 
on just the key data elements, because if you try to do everything, uh, it's just going to be an insurmountable task. So, and, and I think that what you have to do is look at, is there a process that I can insert between my AML activities, be that technology or otherwise, and the data capture to address any data quality issues? If you try to go at the, at the source, which is the ideal, is to capture it correctly the first time. But that's going to be an insurmountable task in many instances. So you have to think about, you know, what can I do there? Sure. But based upon what I have, what can I do with that data to fix it so that it is fit for purpose for my AML activities? Okay, let's round up with what you actually do. You are FinScan. What do you do to help companies manage compliance programs across the AML lifecycle? So what FinScan does is predominantly around name screening uh, activities. So whether you're looking at watch lists, whether you're looking at adverse media, whether you're looking at ultimate beneficial owners, it's taking a name and confirming that against a list. So it's mainly that matching technology. And we couple that with a very deep background in data quality. I mean, the company goes back 50 odd years with a foundation in data and data quality. So how do we take that knowledge, that you know, deep expertise and apply it in the AML space? Uh, so what, when we go out and talk to clients, whether it's from a technology sale perspective or from an advisory perspective, our conversation ultimately and preferably early on gets to the data because that's the foundation. We, can, we could sell technology like most companies can sell technology, but if the data going in is garbage data, you're going to have more and more difficulties with that. So what you can do with data quality to improve it before you go through your process of matching names, for example, the better off you're going to be. So we try to bring together those two fundamental areas of expertise to the AML technology question uh, so that we can get a better result. Stephen Marshall, Director of Advisory Services for FinScan.